How we all doing? This is Kyle O'Connell, and you're listening to the podcast, The Word Father is a Verb. This is the podcast where we take a unique look at the minimum standard set at being a father and raising the bar just one day at a time. I thank every single person who's been listening. Right now, we're currently up to 340 downloads, which is really awesome. Uh, I just want to take this second here to remind everybody, we do have a Facebook page. It's called The Word Father is a Verb. Come on in, join in, let's talk, let's chat. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can always do that at the word fathers of verb at yahoo.com. Uh, so let's let's communicate, let's connect, let's uh, talk about what it's like being a father, and maybe let's see if we can get some of you guys on the show. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few different things. The main focus I kind of want to start with is, I guess, what I've been going through a lot. And that's just crazy, crazy, crazy work hours. Um, for any of you guys who don't know, I do HVAC. I'm a pipe fitter, so I deal a lot more on the heating side than the refrigeration side of it. But there are certain seasons that climb up and just get crazy busy. Heating season, going right into AC season. Um, AC season doesn't stay as busy for me. Mainly heating does because if a place loses AC, they can kind of deal with it, right? Like you can deal with being a little too hot, but when your heat goes out, oh my goodness, people, they require comfort. So you get a lot of calls and I, I do commercial. I don't really do much residential, um, but just sometimes your, your work hours are insane and crazy. And when you do commercial, uh, HVAC and pipe fitting, you learn pretty quick that you can't do a lot of the things during the day because they can't shut down. The factory cannot shut down. So you have to schedule overnights and you have to schedule late nights and, and crazy work hours. And man, there've been times where I've just gone through some crazy, crazy work hours. I think of a couple months ago when I started this podcast, I was going through some crazy work hours. I was doing it where I worked a day, night, day, night, skip the next day, work the night, do the next day, night again. And you're just like, man, when does my body actually get a break? And at that time, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of studying, you're doing a lot of everything else. And you find it hard to balance these things in your life. And I think for men, it's so confusing for us what standards to be set. I think to so many of us, we're set to be the breadwinner, right? Like we're taught as the man of the house, you should be the one who is who is providing all the money, the one who is sitting here and, and trying to meet all the needs. And I think that this has gone into us and, and then the truth of what it is, but has also brought in a lot of toxicness where we feel like, well, we need to validate our jobs more than anything else. I think it's so important for us to remember that we're not workers, right? Like the title father is way higher than the title of worker or employee. Um, and it's hard to separate. And sometimes you can't separate it. You know, I think of just, just last night, man. So I put in two hot water storage tanks. I put them in and everything was good. I left and all of a sudden I got a call saying there was no hot water in the place. And I'm like, oh, well, that stinks. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me that I never bled out the coils from the boiler side. And I'm like, oh no. So I went up there. It wouldn't be fair for another guy to have to go up there and fix my mistake. So I go up there, but it came at really, you know, kind of crappy timing. We were about to leave out the door. We were about to go outside. Like we were literally just putting the shoes on the kids' feet and we we're getting ready to leave and head out. And then I got that call. So that put more pressure and more responsibility on Beck because, you know, we already told the kids we were going out. So now she's taking them out alone, and and here I am driving an hour and a half away to my job. So, 
And that was it for my day with the kids because by the time I got home, they were already in bed. So it, it's impossible sometimes to have the balance. Like you're never going to be that that guy who's like, well, I don't work a second of overtime and I don't do this. Like you're going to do what you need to do. There's times where I do side work, right? And there's times where I'm doing some jobs on the side and you know, you're helping someone out. And and the benefit to side work is it's it's cash and typically you're doing it and you're making more than you typically would. Sometimes though, you got to learn to say no to side work. Side work can be really tempting because you feel like you can make a, a, a big buck really quick. Um, you know, you're not paying for employees with insurances and workman's comp and, and their wages. You know, you're just doing your own job trying to make some money. But, you know, I've worked Saturdays before for people where at the end of the day, I got a hundred bucks and I'm like, was that worth a Saturday? Was that worth the time? No, that's not worth the time. And I need to be able to, to sit here and value my family's time and put a certain number on, well, what does it take me to give up my family time? Uh, I remember very specifically, I was doing this big project and we were doing 10 hour days. And so I'd work and, and I said to my one coworker, I was like, you know, I spend more time with you in one day than I do with my kids throughout the entire work week because I'll do a 10 hour day with them. And by the time I get home and by the time the kids go to bed, I'm like, that's only two hours a day. So two times five is 10 hours. I'm like, so in one day of work, I spent more time with you than I spent with my family, my entire children and everything. And, and you question yourself, how can I ever be the father? How can I ever be that? How can I be more than just a breadwinner, right? Like we need to be more than just that. That can't be the standard that we set in our lives. And it's so important that we are present. I know many times on this podcast, I've said, you know, it's so much more than just being present. Okay. I agree with that. It is so much more than just being present, but you still need to be present, right? Like, you know, in the beginning of this episode, I said, it's all about setting new minimum standards, right? And, and setting a new man minimum bar for us. Well, you still got to hit the minimum bar. If, if just being there is the minimum, you still need to be there. So I think, you know, for us, I struggle with it too. I struggle with separating work. Um, even just last night, I'm trying to like look over my job for next Monday and, you know, Beck's like, well, why do you gotta be doing that now? And I really didn't have to be doing that now, but it's like in your nature, in your head, well, I got to figure it out. I got to plan it out. And it's like, breathe, take a break and relax. <laughs> like it's all good. You know, you can go back to work on your own time and do the work. You have the minimum requirements of seven to four. That's your minimum requirements when it comes to work. Everything after that is extra. So if you're going to do the extra, you better make sure it's worth your time. Because if I'm going to sit here at 530 and try to go over my work order and try to plan that out for the next time I'm working, that better be worth taking time away from my children so I could do that, right? But with the being there, I think it's so important because you look at some of the stats and the figures um, when it comes to not being there, like 90% of runaway teens come from a fatherless home, 90%. So if a teen runs away from home nine times, nine times out of 10, you can guarantee that their father was not involved in their lives. That's scary. 60% of teens suicide comes from a fatherless home. 6%. So when teens kill themselves, all, immediately we want to point the finger at the bullying and the, and the whether it comes from online or schools or what are we doing differently? How do we have better help available? And I think all those things are, are key factors, but we got to address the fatherless homes. The, the fact that six out of 10 of teen suicides come from people who don't have father's presence in their house. That's, that's crazy to me. And that's really startling. And it's, and it's sad that that does not get brought up because that's the majority of teen suicide then. And I don't know this number because I didn't come well enough prepared apparently, but you know, I'm pretty sure that suicide is one of the leading causes of death for teens. So it's like, you look at that and you're like, 
man, you got to be kidding me. Like that's a major thing that we could do to help prevent. And that tells you a lot of things too, because that means that a lot of times they're, when it says 40% then had fathers in their lives, that tells you that, you know, well, what's the big difference? That 20% difference, does that come from being able to, to go to your father and being that guide and being that mentor and being that, even that times friend? Like, you know, one thing that we always say as parents is I'm not your friend now, right? I'll be your friend when you're older. But, you know, as true as that is, it's also a little untrue because we do we do build these friendships with our children. We build these friendships with our, our kids and we have these relationships where they can come and they can speak to us and rely on us. And if we do that, maybe we're saving them in the future. So I think that all starts in the beginning stages, right? When it comes to being a father, uh, in the infancy stage, right? What What is really, what is your goal there? You feel like that's the time where a lot of guys do side work because they don't really see the benefits of their work in the children. So they'll go out and do side work like crazy. And what they don't realize is that actually that period is when you're becoming the security for that baby. You know, it, it sounds insane, but like within, I think the stat is seven months, a child knows the difference between a male face and a female face, and they know your face compared to other people's faces, and they can rely on the parents. Um, you see it a lot of times when kids start crying, and if they just totally push their father away and they go to their mother, it's because their mother became that security for them. But us as fathers, we actually provide more stimulation for our children when we pick them up in those infant stages. So it's so important for us to value that time because that's when we're going to be building the security for them. So that way when they're in the future and they need security and they need protection, they're going to come to you as the father. When you start looking at toddlers, right? Because all babies eventually become toddlers. This is the stage that I'm at right now uh, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old with Logan and Zach. Uh, Logan, I would say it's more a little kid, but Zach is definitely in that full-on toddler stage and this is when their you know their curiosity develops and their constant need to explore things and and push the boundaries and see what they can do um but this is actually where us as the fathers start playing more of the role of a guide um not just helping the children to explore but also setting appropriate limits i think a lot of times fathers don't want to set the limits because they don't want to be the bad guy when they're only there for a couple hours a day so we're like oh i don't really want to you know stop that. And, you know, oh, I just want to have fun. And I get that. I can really relate to that. Wanting to just be the fun parent when you only get two hours, <clears throat> when you finally get time to spend with your kids. And I remember there'd be times where they'd be in trouble and I'd be telling them like, like, I don't want to be mad at you guys. And I don't want you guys being in trouble. Like I only get X amount of time with you and this is how we're choosing to spend it. But it's important to have limits. I mean, you look at every single thing, football, there's limits, there's referees, there's rules. Cause if there wasn't, then there'd be total chaos. And we do not want chaos in our homes. Then you go with fathers with school going kids. Logan right now is going to preschool. So I'm going to consider myself part of that group. Kind of, I'm, I'm a pre uh, father school going kids. Um, one thing that I like to do with them very much is to pray with Logan and Zach uh, before the school day, before they're going in, before he's going into preschool. So that way he knows the standard set. We start our day off with prayer and just trusting the Lord. But I think also what this really helps build is inspiring confidence in our children to let them know, like, listen, I, I trust you. You're going to do good. You're going to really be on your own for the first time in your life. I mean, this was the first time when he went to preschool. That's the first time where I could not account for what's going on in Logan's life, whether he was staying with Beck or whether he was staying with, you know, her parents or whatever. Like this is the first time I couldn't, I couldn't account for that. That was really, that was such a difficult day at work for me. So I'm like, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope he's not like, you know, feeling lonely or any of those things. And you start like running them through your head. But 
for us, really, this is the time where we can build confidence in them that they can look for not just us to approval, but their own work. And they can see that effort. But when they come to the father, uh, for me, I like to ask Logan, what was your favorite part of preschool? Uh, of course he doesn't give much answers with that yet, but we're working on that and starting the standards early. Uh, this is when they observe this, is where they learn. Um, and this is really where they start to, for lack of for sometimes better than worse, right? They start to really act like their parents. And if you have a boy, probably going to act more like their father, uh, which you can definitely see that with my son, Logan, because he is as sarcastic as sarcasm can get, which is funny because you wouldn't expect a four-year-old to have a full understanding of sarcasm, but that boy understands sarcasm. Um, and then again, there's just different roles in parenting. I think that there's roles as father being a playmate, as being a coach or more like a teacher, as being the protector, as being a companion and being that role model. Uh, and honestly, I think after all those things then becomes the father being the provider. I think, yes, you need to provide, you need to work, you need to do those things to provide for your family. But I think that there are so many other roles in your life that is so much more important. And I think that you should really address it as such, right? Like you don't have to sit here and, and just be the worker. I need, you need more from your family. Your family needs more from you. Every episode ends with a challenge. You know, we gave the context, we had the intro, but now is the challenge and how we can really insulate this into our lives. Uh, and I think for us, it really just comes down to making the right decision and having better self-control with it and having a better mindset of what I think is appropriate and setting boundaries and limits. I think it's okay to say no to that late night call from work. I think it's okay to not read that work email. I think it's okay to do all those things and, and setting that standard. Again, you find out what your work schedule is and that's the minimum, right? Like that's the requirements. Anything else is extra. Like if I work from seven to four, there's going to be times where I take late night calls. There's going to be times when, man, we're really struggling. Groceries are getting high. Can we find some side work? Yeah, I can find some side work. There's going to be times where we make those sacrifices. But when we do make the sacrifices, we have to make sure it pays off. Again, I've done side work before where I end up coming home and I'm like, that was a waste of my time because I didn't make enough money to validate it. There's other times I've done side work for and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this all the time. Um, so I think it's important to set like a standard for you of how much you're going to make to make it worth it. You know, your time is worth something. Your time is valuable. And when you become a father and as a husband, your time becomes so much more valuable because you're taking away from them to be able to do something. So I think it's so important for us to, to set the limits, set the boundaries. And when we're home, to just remove ourselves from it, right? When we choose to sit down with our kids at di the dinner table or sit down with our kids and play with them, that's not the time to be, you know, picking up your phone, answering work calls or emails. I think it, that's the time for us to take a break and take an escape. If you need to put your phone in airplane mode, if you need to walk away, like, and just say you're, you're attacking, you're on call, right? And even sometimes send that message being like, listen, I'm not available tonight if any calls come in. Uh, I think that it's appropriate to set those boundaries and make sure you have that time as a, as a father with your children. Because again, when you read those statistics, it's so scary to think what you're really damaging not being there and what you can really prevent just by being there and filling those roles for them. This was the word father is a verb. I thank you for listening. I thank you for 
you know, just taking your time out of your day to listen and try to grow as a father. Right now, I just want to, again, say, check out our Facebook page, send some emails, let's talk, let's communicate. Let me get your opinion on this, right? Like, how do you feel it is for being a father? How do you feel like it is trying to balance those roles? Where do you struggle with that? Let's talk. I mean, listening to a podcast, you can't really have a conversation, but I want to have a conversation with you guys. I want to see what you guys think and how can we grow as parents. Um, Before I go, I'll leave you with, a little dad joke, and that is, I never really trusted stairs because I always felt like they were up to something.